The following program is being broadcast on the Amazing Women of Power, the world's leading positive programming network, powered by Raven International. This show contains motivational language and may not be suitable for negative listeners. Mine's made up to bring you the treaty half of the war and treaty, and I'll explain that in just a second. Let me introduce myself. My name is Dean Olson, and I am the strong writer on the radio. Welcome to the program. I am trying my best to keep songwriters and artists musically fit, and the way I love to do that is through faith and encouragement, and if you're looking to get some of that from my next guest, you are... We're going to continue with our War and Treaty special. TheWarandTreaty.com is where you can find out about this amazing husband and wife duo and players. You'll find that out in just a second. But today's guest is the wife of Michael Trotter Jr., whom we spoke with in the last interview. Now that we've gotten to know Michael, we are now going to get to know Tanya Blunt, his beautiful wife with an amazing voice. And uh, that's what we're going to hear right now. Preceded only by Mike, who steps in, answers the phone, and this is how the phone call went. So please enjoy this time I spent on the phone with Tanya Blunt and the War and Treaty. Talk to you soon. Fresh Train Music. Uh, yeah, Michael? Yes, this is he. And uh, Tanya, too? Yes, Dean. It's me. It is I. How are you? <laughs> We're doing pretty good. So this is going to be like one of those weird situations here, Dean. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why. Okay. While we're doing the interview, we're also rehearsing. <laughs> you are? <laughs> yeah, with, with Tillman Benham and Kate Lee. Tillman's on cello, Kate's on the violin for our show. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so we have a show tonight, and we have a show tomorrow, and then we have this big show coming up in June that we're rehearsing for, so. Well, absolutely. Great. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, but, you're really, um, so I hear I hear a couple people in the background. Which one's Tanya talking? Well, that's Tanya talking. I'm going to actually put you on speakerphone real quick. Hold on one second. Okay. Dean Olson, ladies and Hi, gentlemen. Dean. Hello, Dean Good afternoon, everybody. How are you all? Um, the first person I introduce you to is Tillman Benham. He plays the cello, and Tillman, this is Dean Olson. Hello, Dean. Tillman, nice to meet you. What do you play, the cello, you said? Yes, sir. You're the one I saw in the video. Uh, you were preparing for the Chesapeake show, right? Correct. Yeah, great. Very, very talented. <laughs> Who else is there? Who's the girl? And then we have... <laughs> Who's the girl? Yeah. Free Bogart. No, then we have um, <laughs> Kate Lee. 
and she plays uh, the violin. She plays also the mandolin too, right? She plays a couple of instruments. And she's going to join us for that show at the Chesapeake Arts Center. And so, Kate, this is Dean. Hi. Hi. Nice to meet you, Kate. Everybody sounds upbeat and excited about rehearsing, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I have uh, one more person to introduce you to. She's a, a talented singer. You know, she's she does okay on a tambourine and a tom drum. Oh, yeah? And she, she was acting in this little ditty movie called Sister Act 2. You know, she sang... Uh, his eyes on spur with Lauren Hill. So I'd like to introduce her to you, Dean. Dean, this is Tanya. Hi, Dean. <laughs> Tanya, I know you. How are you? You know, we've met at least once or twice. <laughs> never really seen each other, but we know No, each- no, you know, and Mike and I have never seen each other either, you know. He's gonna be surprised. He thinks I'm black. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know So um the- I'm gonna let you actually deal with Tanya first. Okay. And then she'll pull me in, um, and I'm going to I'm going to get these guys started, okay? Okay, that's this is going to be good. All right. <laughs> so I'm all yours, Dean. Tanya, it's very <laughs> nice to talk to you officially on the on the radio. I had a wonderful conversation with Mike yes. back when he was calling himself another name. You know what yes. that was? Yes, <laughs> I remember that name. <laughs> yeah. And we talked about both your kids and your uh, and your baby legend who had, was wasn't even one years old yet. Yeah, he's three. He'll be four in July, and uh-huh. he's a he's a musician already. He likes, he loves music. He loves the instruments. He he's just really into it. Wow! So well, how time flies. D- time <laughs> does fly, you know. And, and this is this is the second time we've gotten to do an official thing. You know, you two are very hard to pin down. <laughs> well, we're just trying to work. That's all. You know, to keep keep the music going and to keep the love of the music going and sometimes it's hard to catch it but you know we love you and your beautiful wife and oh thank love you getting the cards from you and just glad to hear your voice and glad to hear that you're doing well well we hope to continue to have a friendship and uh it, like i said it's going to be hard to get you hopefully you are coming out for real this time into <laughs> into los angeles area so we can uh so we can shake hands with you and give you a big hug that will be great <laughs> oh that's wonderful mm-hmm. well i'll tell you what tanya usually we do I'll just ask you a couple of questions uh, to get people up to speed. Your your husband spilled the beans about you being a a, a big Hollywood star. <laughs> can you tell Can you tell us a little bit about that? I'll, I'll ask you a little bit more about uh, you know acting, but uh, we don't see you in many things. But we did see you in Sister Act too, and that's uh, exactly where we first uh, were introduced to you. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, uh, that was that was one of the best experiences I've ever had, I would say, in my life. And it it was just a staple point uh, in my career as a young artist. And the crazy thing about it is I talked to uh, the executive to at the record label where I was signed. I did not know that I was already signed at 18 years old, 17 years old, actually. And when I got the movie, they had to stop recording me for a year and a half so that I could shoot Sister Act 2. So I was... So I was in, 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 and nobody knew when we were doing this movie that it would be as incredible as it was, and all these friendships would kind of come out of it, and so many great um, artists would come from this film that we just did because we were some excited little kids just in, enjoying music and acting, you know. Right. And it was just a great opportunity for me. It was my first audition. It was the first time I'd come to California to do anything, and it happened to be a movie that twenty five well. 25 years, 26 years later, is still playing all over the world. It is. Yeah. You know, 
I still get an opportunity to travel, uh, singing some of these songs. I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm never gonna, I've been singing these songs for 20 years. (laughs) 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 And it's been really, it's just been great. It, it was really a great, uh, a great opportunity. And Whoopi Goldberg, really, she changed my life. Okay, tell me about that. How did she change your life since you said that? Well, the funny thing about it, when you, the movie, when we did the movie and we got the script, the actual scene that I did with Lauren was never written in the movie. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg heard me sing. She fell in love with Lauren and, both, Lauren and I both. And she took us over to her house along with the director, Bill Duke, at the time, and Alita Chappelle, who was the casting director. And they wrote that scene while I was there at the house. How oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, and, and Mervyn Warren taught us the songs, and Mark Shaman, who is a, I'm pretty sure you know who he is. He's an incredible uh, Broadway uh, producer, composer. They came up with this rendition of uh, His Eyes on a Sparrow, and I ended up teaching Lauren the song because she didn't know the song. And we'll be... You know, she made sure that I had a an opportunity to sing in that movie. And from there, you know, just different things she did for me, getting me on the UNCF, where she introduced me as her protege. So she really um, walked me through some doors, you know, even with the music side of it. She walked me through some doors. So she she changed my life. Well, that's very important. And she had a lot of pull in Hollywood. Or, uh, oh, yeah. So, <laughs> oh, especially yeah. in 93 when the thing came out. It was oh, pretty yeah. yeah. I don't know. It didn't seem to make such a splash. But I remember my kids were little and we uh, when it finally came to uh, video, you know, back then it was a VHS. Oh, mm-hmm. they loved it. Oh, we, yeah. we, we sang the songs. We watched all the dancing and... <laughs> How many? How many of your fellow actors slash friends that you made? I mean, uh, we know some of them went out on to do good things, like uh, like that Lauren Hill. I think I've heard of her. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. she's incredible. She's she's a legend. They just did a big thing on her at the Library of Congress here in Washington, where her music has gone down in history. You know, so people will be studying this music long after we uh, transition from this life. <laughs> <laughs> she still she still makes headlines. You know, sometimes in you know the she kind of had a little bit of a negative thing, but I think you go through that. It's just weird what social, I mean, uh, with the internet, now that you have that, sometimes it's false, sometimes it's true, but she has made a name for herself that she's kind of cemented herself in, you know, in the music logs forever. Oh yeah, she's a she's a legend. She she's one of the one of the people from that movie who will go down in history and you know, pop culture will always remember the writing and the work of Miss Lauren Hill and and I. You know, I'm honored to be able to know her as a person and as a friend. On that movie, you had, uh, I know you didn't have scenes with her, but did you meet Cheryl Lee Ralph and talk to her? Oh, yeah. Cheryl Lee Ralph, um, we, we go back and forth on Twitter sometimes just saying hello. She was she is a great person. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt, uh, mm-hmm. Monica Calhoun, Ryan Toby, who went on to City High and Grammy nominated and wrote for Usher. Yeah. So a lot of the artists are doing some great, great things. How about the uh, young girl? What was her na- last name? Uh, was it Val- Valeria? Valeria. Yeah, we she- still talk. She, she actually isn't doing music anymore, but she owns an organic farm, which is so cool. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> Out in California. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> it's amazing the things, uh, what life takes you through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't she write, uh, you know, you were talking about uh, Whoopi supervising the scene and everything, but uh, mm-hmm. didn't she come up with a lot of, uh, you know, poetry or lyrics, and that's how a lot of that stuff got in the movie? Like, uh, if you want to wake, yeah, you, you wake up and pay attention, things mm-hmm. like that? That was her. That was her. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she's a great writer as well. It was just so much talent uh, on that 
we didn't realize, and I think you don't realize it when you're that young and you're just doing it for the love of what it is. That's what makes music so incredible that you just do it because you love it. That it was so much talent, just you know, right there. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> okay, well, uh, that's a good thing that you told me about, uh, you know, acting in Hollywood because mm-hmm. uh, one of the things I had on uh, as a, a note, just in case I forgot to ask you, was uh, when you look back on your memories as a teenager and and doing that movie and in Hollywood in general. Are, what are your thoughts? Are, are they good? I have great thoughts. I think that, you know, my life has led me down a path where some people will never get the opportunity to do some of the things that I've done and have the opportunity at such a young age to go to California and to get a taste of Hollywood and to get a taste of a film being on, you know, on yeah. t- television and things like that. My experience was great. <laughs> Just so everybody knows, uh, we're talking with Tanya Blunt. Uh, you, do you like to be called Tanya Blunt Trotter? Yeah, I like. I usually don't hyphenate, but you know, for the sake of music, I, I would yeah. say the stage name in quotations is <laughs> Tanya P- Blunt Trotter. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to know that because uh, just in case they don't know what's going on, there's some some dude playing <laughs> piano in the background as you talk. Uh, can you hear it? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I just is want people to know what's going you? on. <laughs> yeah, we can hear it out here in California. <laughs> oh my goodness, is it very loud? <laughs> yes. Okay. It's loud and proud. I can hear everything. <laughs> no, but you know what? I can still hear you over it, and it's not it's not too distracting. It's actually a nice uh, background music for us. <laughs> oh, good, good. Well, I, I can step out. It's no problem. <laughs> Let's lay by the tree. Okay, so we'll get off the the Hollywood thing. Sounds like because you didn't really do anything after that, uh, as far as a major motion picture or or, no. or television or anything like that. So you went on you went on to resume your career uh, as a music artist. Yeah, as a music artist, and then you know theater, doing off Broadway and things like that. But yeah, my my excitement came from um, doing music and being signed as an artist and being signed as a writer and different things like that. Yeah. So that was great. (laughs) Let me back up just a little bit. What Mm -hmm. do you... Uh, first of all, let me compliment. Uh, get the compliments out of your way. You have a very beautiful voice. Your pipes are are powerful. <laughs> I would say, you know, when when because uh, I remember some of your early uh, early stuff. I remember through the rain is one that I remember for sure. But then I had to go back and what was that first one? I, I'm going to make you uh, mine. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That sounded like a you know a formula pop hit if ever I heard it. But you had a nice. Uh, 
I would say that you had a voice on par with Whitney Houston or Chaka oh, Khan. Wow. Who I I had pictures and posters all over my wall growing up. <laughs> These were people that I admired, and before vision boards became like the thing, yeah. my wall was a vision board. <laughs> so, so w- yeah. h- how far back can you trace um, knowing? Like when when did you discover you could sing with such conviction and heart? Was it really early on, or did it come later on in school? Or uh, when I was about eight years old, I think you know I grew up in the gospel, you know. Um, Baptist church and my brother was a singer and mm-hmm. he would sing and the people in the church would get excited and I was like hey you know what I, I think I want to do that I want to see people get excited <laughs> <laughs> when, when I sing so my brother would you know we'd be home and he you know drill me on Whitney Houston and Jennifer Holiday and oh yeah <laughs> Shaka Khan songs and setting the bar very very high <laughs> oh, yeah. He said it high for me. He's like, if you want to sing, you're going to have to sing like them. If you can't sing like them, then you don't need to do music. Oh. So I went, <laughs> so I did that. And, you know, as a young girl, I was doing Jennifer Holiday songs and talent shows and went on to high school and did that there. And from there, was discovered doing this show at the time with Natalie Cole called Big Break. Oh, yeah. 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 And I, I met, you know, the R. Kelly's and the guys and people like that. And from that show, the A&R director from uh, Island at the time, mm-hmm. it was called Polydorus Island, that's okay. him now, called my school, my high school, and that the rest was history. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That is great. Yeah. yeah Jennifer Holiday, you, you, don't tell me you sang, and I'm telling you I'm not going. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. That's a, <laughs> that's a roller coaster. Oh, yeah. That was like... <laughs> And my brother, he was like, "If you can't sing this song, then you can't sing." I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> okay, I've heard I've heard uh, girls try to attempt that, and they don't really match her. That's for sure. <laughs> so, what is it? Uh, how'd you go about, you know, honing this this wonderful voice you have? You couldn't have done this all on your own. Did you have a coach, or or did your brother help you through all this? My brother helped me through all of it, and then I, of course I had I had I've had four coaches actually. Um, Isaiah Lurie, he's no longer uh, around. He's passed away. And then I went on to college. I'm sorry, I went to performing arts school, Duke Ellington School of the Arts. And then I went to another school, Mr. Johnson, and oh. college um, with Dr. Carter at Morgan State University. And then now, my husband, Michael Trotter Jr., is my vocal coach. <laughs> great. So it's been great. Now, Mike and I had a uh, wonderful interview a long time ago, as we talked about. He told me how he basically taught himself piano when he was, uh, you know, he went in Baghdad. Mm-hmm. You know, and he, and he had a really, really wonderful story to tell about that. Um, I, I, I'm going to change the subject here. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, going in that uh, Michael was a soldier, a veteran with uh, PTSD, post-traumatic stress. I just wonder, as as a wife, before you answer here, mm-hmm. uh, I was wondering, how do you as a wife and his partner in music uh, help him through the ups and downs of life? You know, because it can't be pretty at times. Well, I think that that's one of the issues that, you know, we, we have to tackle as a, as a whole, as a, as a community. But as his wife, there are things we have to do, we have to prepare. Like other people wouldn't. For instance, you know, if anyone knows anyone with PTSD and, and anxiety, you have to prepare yourself before you get to an event. So, for example, if we're going, we know we have a show at 6.30, he has to get a certain amount of rest the night before. Yeah. We have to get to the venue at least if the average person is two hours, we need to get there at least three hours in advance so that he can get familiar with the room and he can get familiar with the sound person and get his equipment in there and then get him to the dressing room to relax. So it's a, it's a lot of things that you have to do to make sure that the person is comfortable, that the stress level is down. Um, 
you know, that the, that there are no triggers to happen and things like that as a wife, you know, as his partner on stage, yeah. you know, I can tell if there's, if, you know, if he gets nervous or something like that happens. You know, so we have our own nonverbal language on stage and then off stage we have a system that we use that, that works. Good. And it does, yeah. uh, and it does work. <laughs> at least, uh, at least from what we can all see when you, when you share your, you know, your videos, you have a lot of, you do what everybody else does on uh, social media, Facebook or whatever that they, you, you put a little video up there. And I, I see the two of you usually on the road singing and clapping and having a great time. And I think yeah. this is how you work things out. Uh, or do, do you ever record these things, uh, when, when it comes to you in the car? Oh yeah, we like, have. Uh, um, yeah, for 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 purposes of writing songs and things like that. Oh yeah, we we write songs, and I can't keep up with the way Michael writes. He writes the ten songs in, you know, <laughs> four minutes. It seems like, but um, <laughs> he's a, he's just an incredible, extraordinary writer. Yeah, he he uh, he puts all of us to shame. I I don't know how he. Where do you think that comes from? Tell me. <laughs> God, I yeah. don't think that you can actually do what he does without actually he hears music and everything that's one of the things I learned from him he, he'll stop and he said do you hear that and I'm like do I hear what <laughs> we're outside <laughs> and it's like the wind is blowing he was like no the earth is actually speaking to us listen to it it's breathing I'm like, and then he'll start singing along with it and I'm like I never heard a melody or rhythm in that but you you heard it you'll hear the, you know, the sounds of cars the sounds of the wind the sounds of the air condition anything and he'll come up with the beat with it and this is just the strangest thing <laughs> But it's God, you know, where you take your surroundings, everything that God created, and you're able to create on top of it. That right. is just amazing. I wanted to hear that from you. It's it's pr <laughs> it's pretty obvious in in the way that you two are. But uh, was he like this when you first met him? The funny thing about it is. I don't think he knew he was like that before we met because when I met him, he was rapping. <laughs> yes, like, he did he was, do that. <laughs> yeah, he was like doing gospel rap or something, and he was up on the stage with this rock guitarist who had like this long blonde hair, and they were just rocking out. And I heard him, and I was like, "Oh my God, this guy is amazing!" So I bought four CDs from him uh -huh. right off the back, and I was running around on the field in my high heel shoes, giving them, giving the CD out to people. And as we, you know, courted and got involved and then got married, I said, "You know what?" I just hear so much more from you. I don't know what it is. I'm like, have you ever tried to do classical music? Have you ever tried to do this type of music? And he just started dipping and dabbing in different things. And the next thing I know, he's doing arias. And we have this music with the war and treaty that's mixed up with classical and, you know, Americana and folk and country. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> this is incredible. <laughs> you know. Whose vision was it to make the, uh, you know, the, the war and treaty become what you're hearing now was it the two of you give and take or did he have some kind of vision said tanya go with me on this we're going to do something that sounds incredible with our voices i'm just trying to guess what, what's he's going on there he's a visionary for the group yeah. he heard my voice and you know with everything there's strengths and weaknesses and of course i'm classically trained and it's not the you know, i'm also a, was you know saying gospel music and things like that but not the traditional gospel voice uh -huh. you know so he like, I'm going to craft this music, and we're going to come up with the sound, and he would come up with these harmonies that would take me, I mean, I would just drive myself crazy trying to get him, uh -huh. these harmonies, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, I can't do it. So we would rehearse two, three, four hours a day oh, until wow. I can get it. Yeah, and we still do. You know, we're in rehearsal now as we speak. So he lifts. 
our thing is he lives in the music. He has to live in the music, and it was his idea. You know, he's the visionary of what he wants it to sound like and what instruments he can hear, and he gives these string lines to the cello player and to the violinist and to the mandolin. I'm like, how do you do this? You've never gone to school. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's incredible. So the two you met almost five years ago at something called a love festival, is it? Yeah. Wow. How how prophetic. I know. <laughs> how prophetic was that? God knows. <laughs> what was your meeting like? I mean, did uh, who noticed each? I obviously you said that you were taken by his performance and that you bought mm-hmm. his music, but uh, who caught whose eye <laughs> first? It was really weird. He tells his story to his parents, and his parents told to me that when he was nine years old, he saw the movie Sister Act 2, and he told his parents that I was his wife. Yes. Now, of course, we've both, <laughs> been, we've both been married, and this is our, you know, our, um, our second marriage. And the funniest thing about it is that he knew. I don't know how he knew, but he knew. When he <laughs> and when we got together, we kind of knew. We were like, okay, this, is, this, is, this isn't normal. <laughs> this is not normal. <laughs> this is not normal. And the rest is history. And watch what you uh, speak into existence, I guess, That's huh? right. <laughs> but it sounds like uh, when I hear the two of you sing together, it's like a match made, uh, you know, divinely. It's really something to listen to. If anybody who hasn't, uh, all you got to do is just go on YouTube and look at all the stuff that you've shared, live, <laughs> live performances, just you and uh, he and the piano, the little keyboard. Yeah, and we've since then added the cello player and the uh, uh, violin player who also plays the mandolin, Caitlin and Tillman. And it's just a really eclectic, different, I can't even put my finger on what kind of sound this is. Well, it's nice that you're experimenting with it. You know, who knows that uh, you may keep that sound, but but you never know. You know, Mike's yeah. always changing his mind on things. Oh, my goodness. He's, that, and that's a creative genius side of him you know he's like i'm going this way you're going with me i'm like no let's stay right here when the mountains in your way and you need a little faith to help you get by baby please have no fear just know i'm always here to give you peace of mind keep him uh, focused or do you let him go in all his different directions as long as he comes back around <laughs> yeah he, he he wrote a this is how far he can go he wrote an entire musical with all the music and all the entire script in two days wow two days is <laughs> quick two days I'm, I'm talking about arias you know uh-huh. something that Bach and Beethoven could have written a musical and he 
came back around. He's like, okay, let's come back to the war and treaty. I'm like, how does your brain work like that? So whatever. So what became of that? Do you just put it away for a while? We just, what we've done is, what I've learned to do is, he has all this music. We'll record the music, and now he's open to allowing other artists to record some of the songs. Yeah. So this is the good thing about it. I never, you know, I'll guide and say, okay, look, let's record all these songs, but they may not be for us. You know, uh-huh. and he's gotten to the point. He's like, "You're right. This this person could sing this, and that person could sing this." So now it's just we have a nice little repertoire of songs that we can give out to other artists. <laughs> My wife and I, uh, we really appreciate that the music and the songwriting it delivers a, a positive perspective at the end of the day. You know, at the end of it all. And uh, Thank you. Th- does that also come from from uh, the Lord? Oh yes. Oh yeah. yes. And he's in. You know, for us. God is in everything. I mean, he he is the cre- he is the best creator of him. He is so creative. I mean, you look around. Right, <laughs> it doesn't right. get any better than God. <laughs> you know, so everything is inspired by what yeah. we see, what we feel, and the things he allows us to to experience. Yeah. It, when I when I was reading, um, Mike sort of touched on, but we never really talked about it. Is it when you two met that you and your brother? Who was very talented? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're actually working on something before you and Mike got together to do uh, singing. What became of that project? Did you decide to put that to rest or or put it on the back burner? Or? Well, my brother is an incredible. I mean, uh, the reason why I, I sing is because of him. Yes. And here's the story about all these songs that we that Mike writes. Mm-hmm. He already has a full album for my brother to record. That's so my wonderful. brother is doing all the songs that Mike has written for his project. <laughs> how do you like his? How do you like your brother's voice? Oh, it's amazing. It's 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 just oh, it's so rich, so full, <laughs> and so you know, soulful. It's just great. That's it's amazing how uh, have you ever? We were talking about Whitney Houston a couple of minutes back. Uh, do you recall her? Uh, she used to sing with her brother early on, if you remember. Oh, I remember. Yeah, that. and he had a nice, powerful voice too. But uh, oh yeah, you never know. He didn't. Uh, I don't think he wanted to take it in that direction. Yeah. Uh, so know. that's why you don't hear about him. People don't even remember she had a brother. Oh yeah, I remember Gary. I think that was his name. Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. It's so wonderful. But when you started putting together the project with, uh, what's your brother's name? Willie. Willie Blount. That's what Mm -hmm. I meant. I always want to say Blount because of the way it's spelled. But (laughs) yeah, and we have a company we started called Red Stream Music, and all these songs and different artists and things like that. Michael is it's his brainchild to produce different artists and write different artists and of all genres of music. And um, so Red Stream's first artist will be, will be of course, the Warren Treaty and then my brother. That's wonderful. So that's where Red Stream comes from. I thought maybe it was uh, something that you two dreamed up together. So, <laughs> Yep. And there you go. That is the first part of Tanya. Tanya Blunt. Isn't she amazing? She's such a nice lady. That is Michael Trotter's blessing right there. I'll tell you, that is one beautiful couple. Tanya Blunt and Michael Trotter are the Warren Treaty, including players... Tillman and Kate. This was such a wonderful conversation, and the only reason I had to stop it short is because of time. So please join me next time for the conclusion of Tanya Blunt Trotter of the Warrentreaty.com. Speaking of dot coms, please go to strongwriter.com. You can hear Mike Ivory, aka Michael Trotter Jr.'s two-part episode along with this one and other past episodes. And please check us out on Facebook, Strongwriter on the Radio on Facebook. For all my beloved listeners, I really do appreciate you. Thanks to the amazing Women of Power Network. And until next week, this is Dean Olson thanking you and saying, please, put your best pen forward and let's all be strong writers together. 
Have a wonderful weekend, and you take care. Goodbye now. You've been listening to Strong Rider on the radio with your host, Dean Olson, on the amazing women and men of power. World's leading positive programming network powered by Raven International. <laughs>